Hi friends, this is Megan, and you're listening to the She Lives Purposely podcast, where we encourage women to love Jesus and live purposely in every area of life. Hello friend, and welcome back to the She Lives Purposely podcast. My name is Megan, and I am the founder of She Lives Purposely and the host of this podcast, and I am so excited that you are here and that you are listening. I hope and pray that you are encouraged and equipped by this episode today. Um, My heart is for you, for you to walk with Jesus well and for you to live purposefully. I want to encourage you, as always, before we start this episode, to share this episode with just one friend, one person today. Build them up in their walk with Christ. I know that I can't wait to share it with my friends, which is all of you. And if you haven't yet, of course, be sure to subscribe to the Sheila's Purposely podcast and leave a review so that others who are stumbling on here will know whether or not they should check it out. Hopefully that is a yes and hopefully it's a good review. Um, But okay, whether you are cooking, maybe you're cleaning, maybe you're driving to work, home from work, maybe you're at work, or maybe you are ready with your Bible and your journal and the She Lives Purposefully Ruth study that you downloaded for free on the site. Um, Be ready to be encouraged and equipped today. Uh, We are going to be diving into Ruth chapter 4, and at the end of this episode, I'm going to reveal what the next Bible study book we will be doing, and I'm really excited for it. It's going to be so good. Um, It is hint, hint for those of you who have been following along, maybe on the podcast or on um, Instagram. It is one of my favorite stories in the Bible is the next book, so I'm really excited for that, Um, but I will let you know what it is at the end. And um, to, yeah, what, if you are watching on YouTube, I have been trying to post these YouTube, these podcast episodes as YouTube videos. Um, I am wearing, you'll see my like flower t-shirt. It's from a Lauren Daigle concert that I went to. I just wanted to, just wanted to rep, I don't know, like feature and announce the shirt because I just really like it. I think it's really pretty. I actually have a really embarrassing video of myself at um, the Lauren Daigle concert that I got this shirt at, at where I just like burst into tears, like just, she like came out and it just was this very like powerful spiritual experience. Like it just was so, so incredible. And I really like, it's a very embarrassing video where I just am like sobbing, like the snot, the whole thing. Like it just, it was really, I don't even know. Maybe I'll edit that part out of this podcast because it's just too embarrassing to even say, but, um, yeah. I don't even know why I really brought that up. I just like this t-shirt and I thought that I would mention it. And, and so that's where that took us. But I'm excited to dive into the book of Ruth um, or chapter Ruth, chapter four of the book of Ruth today um, and, and finish up this book with you. If you haven't been following along, I really encourage you to go back and listen to the episodes of Ruth one, two, and three, um, which will be the last couple weeks. We skipped a week there for Easter Monday, but, um, it'll be those last couple weeks of, of this podcast. So I encourage you to go back and listen to that and get the study. Um, and two, if you haven't downloaded the study for free on the site, I'm going to link it in the show notes and I encourage you to do that. Um, even right before you finish or continue listening to this episode, you can have it in your email and go along with it, um, or just go through the study in your own time. So we are going to read Ruth chapter four, just a quick recap of what we've gone through so far. Ruth and Naomi are um, widows. Naomi is Ruth's mother-in-law, and they go back to Naomi's land. 
Ruth is actually a, um, a Moabite woman and she goes back to, um, Judah with Naomi and she decides, you know, she's a very honorable woman that she's going to start providing for her and Naomi and she's going to go to work. So she goes to, um, just kind of pick up whatever is left over of the reaping of this one person's land. And it happens to be the land of a man named Boaz, who just so happens to be a relative of Naomi, who can step in to redeem Ruth. So he can marry into the family um, and provide for her financially and take care of them. And so we see that he finds or she finds favor in his eyes. Um, he is really kind to her and gives her extra food and all this kind of things, just very practically showing that he cares for her. And she, so they recognize, you know, that he might be a redeemer, kinsman redeemer. And so Naomi says, Ruth, you know, you should go and basically give him this marriage proposition. So she goes and she does that and he clearly is happy about it, but he says to her and they realize there is actually somebody else who is closer in the relative situation that would be the first person um, to actually be the kinsman redeemer. So there's somebody kind of in between um, Boaz's right to take that on, um, somebody else that should be there. So he says, I'm gonna go talk to this guy. I'm going to see if he's going to redeem you. And if he doesn't, then I will take that over. Okay, so now we are going to read um, Ruth chapter four. It goes like this. And this is, again, the English standard version. Now Boaz had gone up to the gate and sat down there. And behold, the redeemer of whom Boaz had spoken came by. So Boaz said, turn aside, friend, sit down here. And he turned aside and sat down. And he took 10 men of the elders of the city and said sit down here so they sat down then he said to the redeemer naomi who has come back from the country of moab is selling the parcel of land that belonged to our relative elimelech so i thought i would tell you of it and say buy it in the presence of those sitting here and in the presence of the elders of my people if you will redeem it redeem it but if not if you will not tell me that i may know for there is no one besides you to redeem it and i come after you and he said, I will redeem it. Then Boaz said, the day you buy the field from the hand of Naomi, you also acquire Ruth the Moabite, the widow of the dead, in order to perpetuate the name of the dead in his inheritance. Then the redeemer said, I cannot redeem it for myself, lest I impair my own inheritance. Take my right of redemption yourself, for I cannot redeem it. Now, this was the custom in former times in Israel concerning redeeming and exchanging. To confirm a transaction, the one drew off his sandal and gave it to the other. And this was the manner of attesting in Israel. So when the Redeemer said to Boaz, buy it for yourself, he drew off his sandal. Then Boaz said to the elders of all the people, you are witnesses this day that I have bought from the hand of Naomi all that belonged to Elimelech and all that belonged to Chilion and to Malon. Also Ruth the Moabite, the widow of Malon, I have bought to be my wife, to perpetuate the name of the dead in his inheritance, that the name of the dead may not be cut off from among his brothers and from the gate of his native place. You are witnesses this day. Then all the people who were at the gate and the elders said, We are witnesses. May the Lord make this woman who is coming into your house, like Rachel and Leah, who together built up the house of Israel." 
May you act worthily in Ephrathath and be renowned in Bethlehem. And may your house be like the house of Perez, whom Tamar broke to Judah, bore to Judah, because of the offspring that the Lord will give you by this young woman. So Boaz took Ruth, and she became his wife, and he went into her, and the Lord gave her conception, and she bore a son. Then the women said to Naomi, Blessed be the Lord who has not left you this day without a Redeemer. And may his name be renowned in Israel. He shall be to you a restorer of life and a nourisher of your old age for your daughter-in-law who loves you, who is more to you than seven sons, has given birth to him. Then Naomi took the child and laid him on her lap and became his nurse. And the women of the neighborhood gave him a name, saying, A son has been born to Naomi. They named him Obed. He was the father of Jesse, the father of David. Now these are the generations of Perez. Perez fathered Hezron, Hezron fathered Ram, Ram fathered Aminadab, Aminadab fathered Nashan, Nashan fathered Salmon, Salmon fathered Boaz, Boaz fathered Obed, Obed fathered Jesse, and Jesse fathered David. I don't know if it's Salmon or Salmon, or, but it says Salmon there. So um, in case I said that wrong, I'm not totally sure on that pronunciation. But in short, in summary of this chapter, Boaz has taken the place of Ruth's closest kinsman redeemer, and he redeems and marries Ruth. Um, so let's talk about that trade that happened there. Because there was a relative closer to Ruth than Boaz, um, Bo for Boaz to be Ruth's kinsman redeemer, this relative needed to refuse the responsibility of, of being that, of being Ruth's boat kinsman redeemer. Um, as we see in chapter three, Boaz wanted to do things fair and square. He's passionate about being a redeemer for Ruth, but he wanted to do things right. He even says if the current redeemer wants to redeem, then so be it. So he goes to this redeemer to see if he will redeem Ruth. First of all, it is so noteworthy to see that Boaz steps in as a reliable caretaker and leader and takes care of this for Ruth. He doesn't go tell her to figure it out um, if she really wants him, you know. He doesn't stir confusion and ask her to figure it out. Boaz steps in and leads Ruth. He leads the relationship. He's leading the situation. Boaz also explains the situation to the near relative telling him that Ruth needs a kinsman redeemer. The role would include buying Naomi's land, and to this the relative agrees too, um, but then Boaz explains that he would also need to marry Ruth when he says acquire Ruth. The relative says that he can't do that because it's gonna impair his own inheritance, so it's a big responsibility. So Boaz chooses to then take that role on. He buys Naomi's land, he marries Ruth. He goes out of his way to secure a future and safety for Ruth. He's choosing to bring in Ruth and financially save Naomi. Ruth and Boaz end up actually having a child in verse 13. Um, and he also publicly, Boaz also publicly proclaims this new responsibility. David Guzik notes this. Quote, there is something severely lacking in a love that does not want to proclaim itself, end quote. And Boaz does just that. He proclaims his responsibility and his love and his new role. He So let's not settle for anything less, you know, than, than that. And as we talked about in the last 
study, um, Boaz is actually a representation of Jesus and how he redeems us. And the Lord is so proud to have us, you know, he brings us into his family. Um, and, and he's proclaiming that too, which is really beautiful. And so let's dive into that even a little bit. Again, the love of this redeemer is a similar love to what Jesus shows to us. I think oftentimes we feel entitled that God would need to redeem us or want to redeem us, but he absolutely doesn't need to. He did, however, want to, but he he chose to humble himself and impair his own inheritance. Coming to earth, he died, and even giving us a piece of his own inheritance to rule and reign with him for eternity. He is a gracious redeemer. The Redeemer would also have to make Ruth his own, like we talked about. And this is what Jesus did for us. He didn't just throw us a lifeline. He got in. He didn't just help Ruth in um, part by taking on a single burden. He became her entire help, and the Lord did the same for us. He became, Boaz became her entire support, her saving grace, and Jesus does the same for us. He takes the burden, but he also steps in fully to be everything for us and to us. Okay, and then let's just talk about um, two. In verses 14 through 15, it says this, Blessed be the Lord who has not left you this day without a redeemer, and his name may and may his name be renowned in Israel. He shall be to you a restorer of life and a nourisher of your old age, for your daughter-in-law who loves you, who is more to you than seven sons, has given birth to him. I love these two verses for two reasons. The verse standing alone by itself is beautiful. It speaks to the birth of Naomi's new grandson, but also very much alludes to who God is to us. It's an encouragement to know that the Lord will not leave us without a redeemer himself. He does not forsake us. He promises to be our shepherd, and he is a God who keeps his promises. He restores and he nourishes. The verse in context of Naomi's life, too, is remarkable. In chapter 1, we saw that Naomi felt that God dealt bitterly with her. Now we see that though there may be hard seasons, God does not forsake. He did not leave Naomi without a redeemer. He did not leave her without restoration of life, and he kept Ruth with her the whole time. Ruth, who, like the verse says, meant more to her than seven sons. This is not to say that loss is replaceable. It isn't. I have had loss in my life that has wrecked me. There has been so much good, though, that the Lord has done through that loss. But if I could go back and keep the person I lost, I would. It is to say that despite real and tragic loss that happens in this world, a loss that there may be no words for, God is here and he is real. He is a protector and a redeemer and a healer. He is for you in every loss. And in every season it seems like he's forsaken you in, he has not forsaken you. In our valley seasons, however deep those valleys may be, in those seasons like in Ruth chapter 1, let's know that there is a Ruth chapter 4 coming. Let's know that God in Ruth chapter 4 is the same God in Ruth chapter 1. He is faithful. He is a redeemer and he is good. 
In verse 14, we also see a recognition of praise. In our more difficult seasons, it can be natural to come kneeling before God, asking and seeking, but let's not forget to praise him when we get to the mountain and even in the valley, but when we get to the mountain, let's not forget to praise him. Okay, so the last thing I want to talk about in this chapter, which is really cool, is the incredible genealogy. So the descendants of Ruth and Boaz include King David and actually Jesus Christ. What an incredible lineage. What's fascinating to me is that God used an unlikely character and placed her in this priceless lineage. God used a Moabite woman, a Gentile in that day's eyes. This speaks volumes to the people that God uses. He uses the humble, the ones that love and obey him. He uses the people that are foolish to the world. Yes, he uses the wealthy, like Boaz, you know, and he is someone who's a Jew. He is one of God's people and he's wealthy. But let's never think that if we see ourselves or others as Ruth's of the world, the Moabite woman in a Jewish land, that God can't and won't use those people. He does. Choose him. Seek him. He wants to use us. Um, and, and just know that the Lord, again, is so for you. He is in the story of your life. He is so involved in it. And again, he's the same God in the valleys of your life that he is in the mountaintops of your life. I hope and pray that you were encouraged by this episode today. Before I let you go, I'm excited to announce the next study that we're going to be doing. Um, And that is going to be my favorite story or one of my favorite stories in the Bible, which is the story of Esther. And we actually have this also as a free downloadable study on the Sheila's Purposefully website. And I'm going to link that in the show notes as well. Um, But go check that out. Go get the study before we start so that you can go through it with us or in your own time as well. It's free. It's a free resource for you. Um, So go be sure to download that study and it'll pop up right in your email. Um, But again, I hope and pray that you were encouraged by this episode. If you were, I want to encourage you to share this episode with one friend or more friends um, so that you can build them up and encourage them with this as well. And if you haven't yet, be sure to read your Bible today. Spend your own time with the Lord. Never let something like this or social media posts or whatever it is be a replacement for that. Spend time with the Lord on your own. Form your own relationship with him. These are always great additions in our walk with the Lord, but nothing can replace that one-on-one time with him where we're actually reading his word for ourselves. So I encourage you to do that too. And um, yeah, if you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review as well. I love you friends. Live for Jesus well today. Live purposefully and have a fantastic rest of your day. Thank you so much for listening to today's conversation. I would love to hear what you thought about the podcast on Instagram at she lives purposefully and to rate and review us wherever you're listening from. It really helps us to serve you guys better and just lets us know what you're thinking and feeling and what you're looking for even. Um, so feel free to do that. And also tell your friends about the podcast. Let them know if it's been an encouragement to you, go and encourage them with it. Thank you so much again for listening. I love you friends.